Amen. Thank you, Caitlin. Take your Bibles, if you would, this evening and turn to 2 Peter tonight. 2 Peter chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 1. <clears throat> Peter moves from one thought to another thought. And when we looked at the introduction of 2 Peter last couple of weeks, looked at the importance of the Word of God the last, last time we met. But now we're, he's, he's kind of changing gears and going to another very important area. area. I love the Word of God because it just tells it like it is. One, the good thing about going through an entire book of the Bible is you don't miss anything. You hit it all. Now, this book is inspired by God, as we just talked about in verse 21. For no prophecy came in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So the book and the scriptures that we're reading were not just for the people that he's writing to, which is the scattered or abroad Christians. They're for us today. They're for us today. And so these things that we're looking at in chapter 2, though they're, they're a lot more difficult to preach on than, than heaven and, and salvation and grace and mercy and uh, things of that nature. They're need for us. All scripture is, is, is inspired by God and is profitable. Everything from Genesis 1-1 to Genesis chapter, I mean, Revelation chapter 22, it's all for us. It's all important, every, every aspect of it. And obviously, we believe in progressive revelation. What you understand in Genesis 1 is a little bit different from Revelation. That is true, but still it is important, and it's important to read. That's why I emphasize the importance of reading the entire Bible, the whole thing. Some people just read the New Testament. Dear friend, you cannot understand the cries of Calvary until you hear the thunderings from Sinai. Unless you understand the Old Testament, the New Testament will not mean as much to you. It just can't. It just can't. And so we're now in these general epistles, and one of them being 2 Peter, and we're looking at 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 1. It said, put their fault, put the, but, there, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as shall be false teachers among you, who privately, privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that, that bought them, and bring them themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness they shall, they, shall they with vain words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah the, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live godly, ungodly, and delivered just Lot, vexed with his filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelt among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the ungodly out of temptation and to reserve unjust, the unjust, unto the day of judgment to be punished. Gracious Father, we thank you for this time that we can just come and, and open your word and read it. 
and, under, and try to understand it. God, give me the words to say to help these folks if they've come tonight. Give them ears to hear. Lord, I pray there'll be nothing between them and the saviors. The, the path of understanding would be clear. God, I pray this time that we have would be a time of focus on what you would have us to hear this, this evening, Father, so we might grow in our relationship, keep thoughts, Lord, of what comes tomorrow or the next from us so we can focus on these things so I might know your, you better by knowing your word better. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So we see first face fight part one. Next week will be part two. But face fight. First of all, the doctrine of the heretics. Doctrine simply means the teaching. Heretics are those who are gone astray. Those who are false. Some of, some of them had known the truth. They've turned away from the truth. Some of them had never known the truth. We see their lying, their lying message. Oh, oops, I, uh, these folks sometimes lie, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they have, they've been known to lie. They've been known to lie a little bit. Uh, it, was, uh, it was deceitful. It was deceitful. It says, first of all, put, they, they, but there, there were false prophets also among the people. There's always been false prophets. There has, and as the Antichrist, as we've been talking about him in Mark chapter 13, is preparing to come, there will be more and more false prophets. There will be more and more false prophets. We, in our currency, says, in, we say, in God we trust. But in, I don't know if you know this, but in Britain, I didn't know this, they put on a stamp on their coins, Fide Defensior, the defender of the faith. And I think it started, from my understand from history, back during the reign of Henry VIII. Of course, he, was a, he wasn't uh, the most righteous person, if you understand history. Wasn't, he was a Catholic uh, but he, he had a lot, of, a lot of issues. Queen Mary persecuted the, the Protestants. But her successor, Queen Elizabeth I, became truly a defender of the faith. And, of course, I think, as far as I can tell, the same is true through Queen Elizabeth II. It's interesting that her son, which will be king on May the 6th, 2023, uh, that's what I read today, he said... He announced that he did not like the title Defender of the Faith. He suggested in deference to Muslims, Hindus, New Agers, and the like, he would rather be called the Defender of Faith. Well, Peter is the Defender of the Faith. <laughs> we, are, we are Defenders of the Faith. Dear friend, there's only one faith. You say, there's many roads to heaven. No, dear friend, there's only one road through heaven. That's Jesus Christ. If you, you say, well, preacher... I, I can get to heaven through Rome. No, you can't get through, through Rome. Can't get through heaven through Buddha. Can't get through heaven through Muhammad. Muhammad. You can't get through heaven through Joseph Smith. Hey, they're all dead. We can go find their bones. You have to go somewhere where there are no bones. And by the grace of God, in about a month from now, I'll be in that place looking down at that tomb, and I won't find any bones. Because he lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's merry way. Amen? So we see he is being faithful. He's being faithful. Peter's being faithful. He's, he's telling these scattered believers, these scattered Christians, that there are, there are false teachers out there. Beware of false teachers. He begins with their, 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 their deceitful lies. It's, they are deceitful. It's a lying message. It's a lying message. It's, it was false prophets among you, even as they shall be false teachers among you who private 
privately or privately bring up damnable heresies. Damnable heresies. They were, they're deceitful and they're damnable. They're destructive. They're destructive. Their teaching is destructive. Liberal, liberal theology. There's, there's liberal, liberal theologies. I'm not talking about liberal as in politics. I'm talking about liberal theology, meaning some people do not believe this book is the word of God. We believe the very, the everything from Genesis to Revelation, it is all inspired. We believe it's the word of God. We believe in the virgin birth. We believe in the atonement of his blood. We believe the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. We believe he's coming again. We believe in the rapture of the church. We, why we believe it? Because the Bible says it so. We're not preaching opinions here. We're preaching the word of God, dear friend. And wherever you go, if you leave this city of Gainesville, find a church that preaches the book, the blood, and the blessed hope. We preach the book as it is for people where they are. We center tonight, not on the vain philosophies of men that's going to come and go, but we center on the word of God. What does the Bible say? Well, these false teachers like Jehovah Witnesses who deny the, hell, deny the Trinity, they deny hell, they deny the deity of Christ, the bodily resurrection, reduce those who be born again merely to 144,000. <laughs> That's not a whole lot of people. You think about Mormonism, who believe they can be gods, Roman Catholicism, which embraces the fact that they believe that, that, that Mary is, is like a co-redeemer, that she's equal to God, she's called the queen of heaven, she's be worshipped. No, dear friend, Mary needed to be saved just like I need to be saved. She got to heaven the same way I'm getting to heaven. By grace, through, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. If she did not repent of her sins and place her faith in her son, she couldn't have gone to heaven. Obviously, if she was special or she wouldn't have got, a, you know, just chosen to be that, that vessel where the Christ child could come through. But she was a sinner. There's only been one person that's ever lived that's not been a sinner, and his name was Jesus Christ. Everybody else has sinned. All have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. So we see their damnable heresies that they teach. Be careful about watching those TV preachers. Be careful. Be careful about giving money to those folks. If you got a question about somebody, come see me. Come tell you. I can probably tell you in about five seconds. All you got to do is look at the website. Is the first thing they do when you tap on their website, if they're asking you for money, back up. <laughs> If the first thing they do is say, give me $19.95 and I will give you a prayer cloth, that's the last place you want to go. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Their, their damnable teaching, their lascivious, their lascivious morals, like this gentleman right here, a liar, a thief, immoral, and he's still preaching. Why is he preaching? Because he can't do anything else. He can't, I guess he could be a used car salesman like a bunch of other Baptists out there, but it's all he knows, and people still watch this guy. He just, if you were in Pete's class, he was trying to sell some type of drug to cure people of COVID, and they sued him and got hundreds of thousands of dollars back. Why? Because he's a joke. Now, I'm sure there might have been a time early in his life, you know, I used to get up in the morning, eat my Frosted Flakes, and hear him and Tammy Faye sing. Oh, Tammy Faye, I'd hear Every, every time, I, and you just look at it and all that makeup, and you knew something was wrong. <laughs> you, just, 
You didn't have to hear a word out of her mouth. You just looked at her and said, something ain't right here. It don't jihad. It just wasn't right. <laughs> oh, brother, that's, that's a different sermon altogether. It says that many shall follow their pernicious ways. That means lasciviousness, lasciviousness, immorality, pornography, adultery. They're wicked men. They're wicked. They're known for that. They're known for that. They have lascivious morals. They have wicked motives. <laughs> this year here, Creflo Dollar, please give us money so I can have a new plane to fly around the world. A bigger and better plane. Oh, yeah, he needs a bigger and better plane so he can fly around the whole world to spread the gospel. Sure, Creflo, sure. That's what, that's what, that's what we need. Dear friend, when a guy is like this making millions and millions of dollars, you've got to ask yourself, what's he in this for? What is, he, what is the purpose of all this? What is he? He has wicked motivations. It says that this idea is covetousness in verse 3. Through covetousness, he's wanting more. They're desiring more. They shall, with feigned words, mean feigned means to fake, make merchandise of you. They are preachers all over the world whose chief goal is to make merchandise of the church. That's all they're doing. They're just there to make money. It's, it's, just, it's just the truth. I was, I was raised and I, I was raised in... And uh, seeing folks, my grandmother would stay up and watch Christian television, and I would see her watching that, and I'd say, Grandma, please, I can't take it, I can't take it. Please, they're going to they're gonna beg you for more money. Gonna, and I would notice, I would see that dear soul who I love so much, she would send them money. I said, please, Mima, that was her name. Mima, don't send those jokers money. And she did anyway. How many widows have been squandered of their husbands and her retirement over people who are just covetous and the only reason they did it is for money. Oh, dear friend, I, would, I know one thing. Hell's hot, but for people like this, hell's going to be even hotter. Anybody who gets up and says he follows Jesus but is preaching, the, preaching this book for money, dear friend, I, I wouldn't even want to be around him when judgment time comes. But it's going to be a bad day. And there's going to be a lot of folks like that. There's going to be a lot of people there. They're fake. They're plastic. They're fake. They're feigned. Throughout the, throughout the, throughout the history, Roman Catholic Church specifically, uh, they would oftentimes deny people confession or die, deny them prayers. And lest, unless they would be given money, uh, they would not pray or they would not pray for their loved ones to get out of purgatory. It's such, such a wicked thing. Such a wicked thing. What's the result of that? They're the doom of the heretics. We see their doctrine, but we see their, their doom. We see it's, it's, it's coming. Now, some people do things, and they do it because they think, well, God will never find out. Dear friend, God knows everything we do. He sees it all. You cannot play hide and seek with God, ask Adam and Eve. You can't play hide and seek with God. He sees it all. Tell me a place in the world where God's not. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. There's judgment now. A long time lingereth, and their damnation slumbereth not. The word lingereth here means it's, 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 it's may, it, it may be slow, but it's, it's sure. God's judgment is sometimes slow, but dear friend, I'm going to tell you, it's sure. You cannot sin and get away with it. 
You can't play games and not, and not consequences happen. You cannot reap, you cannot sow, and not expect the reaping. If you reap to wickedness, you will find there will be more wickedness. If you sow to righteousness, you will have more righteousness. What you, what you, what you reap, what you sow. And so these people are, are being going to be judged. It says here in verse 3, they're through their covetousness, they shall with feign words make merit marching does whose judgment now a long time lingereth, and their dam- damnation slumbereth not. It means it's coming. It's coming. The nearness of it, but the nature of it. The nearness of it, but the nature of it. Well, we, he gives basically, he, he's talking about these, these false teachers, and now he's switching to give illustrations of destruction that has happened in the past. We see this view of past history. First of all, the, the view from the past, the angel, the fallen angels in hell. Peter now opens his Bible and takes the readers back to the past. It says in verse 4, it says, For if he spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, delivering the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. He spared not the angels. Man, the angels, these angels were once beautiful creatures that worshiped God. They are created beings. But remember, Lucifer decided he wanted to rebel against God. And when he was kicked out of heaven, he took one-third of all the angels with him. Some of those angels are in this place that he's talking about. It says they cast them down to hell. The word hell here is a different word than most places. It's an interesting word. It's called Tartarus. Tartarus. It means a place of great destruction. It's, it's, it's worse than hell. But ultimately, hell will be delivered to the fake lake of fire. People right now who have rejected Jesus Christ, they're in hell. They died, they, they go to hell. You go to heaven, you go to hell. You reject Jesus Christ, you go to hell. But there is, just like, I, just like there's degrees of reward in heaven, there's degrees of punishment in hell. And I believe these, these angels, uh, these holy angels who used to worship and serve the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, now they're they are in this place of torment. It, why is that? Because to whom much is given, much is required. I'd often preach to Christian school kids. I said, dear friend, if you're a Christian school here and you've heard the gospel over and over and over and over and over again and you reject Jesus Christ, your punishment in hell is going to be a lot worse than the person in Africa who's never heard the name of Jesus. And the person in Africa never heard the name of Jesus, he's going to die and go to hell if he didn't trust in Christ. I believe that. Because I believe creation could tell him about, could tell him towards, could lead him towards God. I believe their conscience could lead them towards God. And if, you, if a person rejects God, no matter how much light they have, ultimately their place is hell. But they, too much is given, much is required to these people, these angelic beings who are created, who have rejected Christ, how much greater their punishment is even now. So, how difficult. Second, secondly, not only the angels, the flood, the antediluvians and their permissive Love that spared not the old world, but saved Noah in the eighth person, a preacher of righteous, bringing the flood upon the upon the world. Remember, <clears throat> these, and I think I talked about this last week. Some of these uh, angels, or now now once they're kicked out of heaven, I believe they're uh, demons, evil spirits. I believe some of them in Genesis chapter six, uh, cohabit basically possessed men and cohabitated with women and produced a race of giants 
the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 6, excuse me, Genesis chapter 6, verse 1, there came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, the daughters were born, and then the sons of God saw the daughters of men, they were fair, they took them wives of, uh, with, uh, of all they which chose. There were giants in the earth, verse 3, in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, they bare children of them, the same became mighty men, which of old men of renown, God saw the wickedness of man was great upon the earth. There's lots of different interpretations. Is these the sons of Seth, I mean sons of Cain, or some other creature? I believe these were demon-possessed men that had relations with women and produced giants called Nephilim. Nephilim means fallen ones. They became giant size. They were known as Anakims. They were known as Rephiims, Enumims, Horum, Zephiims. You remember Goliath? I believe he's a descendant of that, a descendant of that. And they brought wickedness upon the earth. They brought violence. Why did the world get destroyed? Why did God repent to create men because of violence? Where do we find it? Where do you look? Everywhere you look, you see violence today. It's every, violence and immorality are the key, are the, are the, is, the, is the wickedness of the day. And because of that, God destroyed the world. But he sent a man by the name of Noah who is a who found grace in the eyes of the Lord for 120 years, preached righteousness. But no one except for his wife and his, his three sons and their three wives were saved. Only eight people. And somebody, some people believe there was billions of people on the earth at that time. Because of people living longer, women could have had a lot more children. The environment was a whole lot better. There could have been billions of people on the earth at this time. So a lot of people, a lot of people died. Why did they die? Because they rejected God. The angels rejected God. And this third group of people, the folks of Sodom and Gomorrah, we see, the, see about them. Verse, verse 6, turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to, with an overflow, making them an example unto, unto those after they should live ungodly. <coughs> the Sodom and Gomorrah, of course, they were caught up in their immorality, in their homosexuality. And that because of that, they were, they were destroyed. Because why? Because they turned, away, they turned from God. They turned from God. The Bible says in verse 7, though, an interesting, interesting phrase, and then delivered just Lot. I don't, when I think of Lot, I don't, think, I, don't, I don't always think just. I don't always think just when I think of Lot. Last thing, the last thing you see of Lot, he's with his two daughters as a drunk man having relations with his two daughters. But you're not saved by what you do. You're saved by what you know, who you know. So he must have had faith in God because the Bible doesn't lie. It said, for that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul. Vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. I mean, basically he was in the gates he was at the gates. He had some position of authority. And as he saw these people around him, it bothered him. It hurt his feelings. It made him feel awkward. When you go out in society and you people are doing immoral things and unrighteous things, how does it feel? When you see a woman kiss another woman, how does it make you feel? When you see a man kissing a man, you see another, how does it make you It should make you feel like throwing up. It ought to make you feel sick. It ought to make you feel, when you, when you, but you know, 
It's just sin is so prevalent that almost we don't, it doesn't bother us anymore. You hear cussing on TV, you don't think anything about it because you've heard it a thousand times. But used to be they didn't cuss on TV. We hear about divorce. Divorce used to be, I, I grew up in the 80s, even in the 80s when I went to school. I didn't, I didn't know hardly anybody was divorced. Now it's half the people you know, even Christians, half the folks, half the Christians are divorced. It's, it's just normal. It's, it's divorce is normal. Homosexuality. Well, you, you just, all you have to do is go to uh, the news and find out, look at the inmates, look at the pictures of the inmates. They almost look like werewolves or something. <laughs> you say, this is the society that we're in. It's getting worse. Imagine the society of Sodom and Gomorrah, how they acted, how wicked they were. Dear friend, if God doesn't judge the United States of America, he has to, he'd have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. We're coming to judgment. Judgment is here in our land. We have the leadership we have in our nation. We have the problems we, we, we have in our nation because we've allowed it to happen. We've allowed it to happen. And so Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. <clears throat> he was vexed. He was saved. Through, the, through all those things, he stayed there. We see the application of their present heresy. They were in verse, in verse number uh, 9. For the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation. For those who want to do, for those who say, Preacher, what about those who, who want to do right? Dear friend, if, if somebody wants to do right, there's a way out of it. There's always a way of escape from evil if a person chooses it. The person who says to you, no matter what they're struggling with, I can't quit, they're lying to themselves. They're lying, they're, they've lied, they believe the lie. And the devil wants them to believe the lie. The world wants them to believe the lie. The, the flesh wants them to believe the lie. No, dear friend, with God's help, there's a way out of every temptation. But you must choose the way of temptation. There's a way of an escape for every person, but it must be chosen, must choose. God, God's way of salvation is open for every person. Anybody can be saved. No one's hopeless, Yet they have, but there has to be a choice. There has to be a, they have to choose it. They have to choose it. The glad word for the saint is, Lord knoweth how to deliver them out of temptation, but the, the sad word for the sinner, but to reserve, ju, unju, for the, there, is, there is the reserve for the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished. There's a way of escape. There's a way of escape, but there's a day of, there's a day of judgment. The question is, in, in our lives, hope by the grace of God, you're saved, and you know Christ is your Savior. And dear friend, you're trying to tell other people. All of us this Christmas season know somebody who's probably not saved. Remind them again of God's love, but remind them again of God's judgment that is coming. I would hate to go, I'd hate to be sick to go to the doctor's office and doctors say to me, you know what, I think you're all right. And then about six months later, say, you know what, I heard that doctor say it's all right, but I'm, I'm going to a different doctor. And different doctor I'd go to say, you know what, you've had cancer all, for about a year now. Well, why didn't that first doctor tell me the truth? Dear friend, the Bible tells you the truth. It tells us we're all sinners. It tells us that... The only hope we have is in Jesus Christ. And if we reject Jesus Christ, 
It's hell. As hard as that is to tell folks, it's the truth. The most loving thing you can do for your family this Christmas is tell them that God loves them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Heaven's going to be a wonderful place filled with glory and grace. I can't wait to see his face. Heaven is a wonderful place. But there's going to be a whole lot of people who miss it. Why? Because of these false teachers. False teachers. People believing. Oh, if I just give a little money to so-and-so, I'll get to heaven. How many billions of people have believed that lie? Oh, if I just go to church, I'll go to heaven. Oh, if I just get baptized, I'll go to heaven. Oh, if I just believe in God, I'll go to heaven. Dear friend, the Bible says the demons believe in God and tremble. It's not just belief. It's faith in Christ and repentance, turning from your ways and then turning to Christ. It's not just a Sunday school, lay my head down to sleep, oh, my soul, Lord, my soul to keep type of prayer. Oh, how many, how much, how many people are in hell today because of false teachers? That's why we must teach the truth. How do, you, how do you know the faults? You don't have to buy books and books and books about the faults. You know what the best book is? This book. You, you read this book, you get real knowledgeable about this book, and as soon as, soon as you hear that TV preacher, you, you start going through the channels, and you hear this guy, and he sounds pretty good, and I've done it. And then I get to, and I've done it, and, and then all of a sudden, I was listening to this one preacher one time, I was in a motel, and I was, I don't know why, I was just flipping through the channels, and I heard this preacher, I said, this guy's pretty good. Then he said, now, now, if you don't worship on the Sabbath, I said, oh, oh, there he is, Seventh-day Adventist. If you don't worship on Saturday, you're going to go to hell. Oop. How did I know that? I knew this. But a lot of people, listen to those folks, and their whole world is caught up on that false doctrine. It's sad. Dear friend, believe this word. Trust in the Lord. Grow in your faith. So when the lies of the devil, your flesh and this world come by your life, and they are going to come by to try to get you. Their chief goal is to try to take from you what you have and then discourage you, destroy you. That's what their goal is. Beware. Beware. Let us study the word. And not only study the word, may, may we live the word. May we live the word. Father, we thank you, God, for your goodness and your grace. Thank you for the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be even more serious about it. Lord, help us to take time every day to study it, to know it, to proclaim it. To read it, to heed it, to live it. Oh God, may it be a part of our life. May it be the most important part of our life every day. With head bowed and eyes closed, maybe someone in this room would say, Preacher, by the grace of God, in my life, I recognize I need to spend more time in his word. I need to spend more time there. I need to be more dedicated to it. I need to be more serious about it. I need to know it more. 
I read it a little bit, but I, it's not like I need to. I need to, I need to be more in his word. Oh, there's so, so many temptations, so many things come by me, but I need to be faithful in God's word. Would you pray for me that I would be faithful to it, to know it, to love it, to read it, and to share it with other people?